Hi, this is Dawn Wells. Guess what we're listening to? TV Confidential. Be wise, be smart. He's too close for comfort. Ed Roberts with a reminder that we will play part two of our conversation with actor, director, and author Lou Antonio in our second hour. We hope you'll stay tuned for that. In the meantime, our guest this hour is Jeffrey Mark, Jeffrey Mark, Emmy Award winning and Grammy Award nominated writer, producer, performer, author, and show business raconteur. Jeffrey's latest book, Ella, a biography of the legendary Ella Fitzgerald Centennial Birthday Edition is available at Amazon.com and wherever books are sold online. Jeffrey Mark is also the host of Jeffrey Mark Plays Ella, a weekly podcast that celebrates the music of the First Lady of Song. Jeffrey Mark Plays Ella is available wherever you find podcasts. One of the fun things uh, I learned in the book is, in many respects, she found a kindred spirit in Marilyn Monroe. Tell our listeners about that. Well, sure. Ella, it's a funny thing. And this is a compliment to Ella, but it's also an, an unusual fact. There is something in Ella's voice that seems to soothe the savage breast. Mm-hmm. Meaning, people with mental illness issues, people with neuroses, and then we know this from very famous people who have shared this, mm-hmm. that when, when they got stressed out, when they were depressed, when they felt the world was against them, they would retreat to their mansion, apartment, hotel room bed and put on Ella Fitzgerald singing ballads and it soothed their soul. Mm-hmm. I have seen this happen with animals, and you're thinking I'm going to say it because I've written this book. I have put on Ella singing ballads and had cats and dogs perk up, walk over to the speaker her voice was coming out of, cuddle up next to it, mm-hmm. lie down, and just relax listening to Ella. There's something in that God-given voice. Marilyn Monroe was one of these people. So wherever Ella was, if Marilyn happened to be in the same city, Marilyn came and saw her, and they became friends. Well, Marilyn was nobody's fool, and certainly most of what's been written about her does not do the human being justice. Mm -hmm. She knew, Marilyn did, her star power, and she knew what she could do with that. Ella did not. Ella still, maybe never, realized the esteem in which she was held and how big a star she was. And Ella, in the 1950s, was still having problems, getting booked into the finest nightclubs, and even being able to walk into the front door of the very club or concert hall in which she was appearing. Marilyn knew this, and in one club, turned to them and said, listen, I hear you're, you know, not looking to book Ella. Here's what I will do. I will come in every night. I will reserve a table of 10 and bring you 10 celebrities who will eat and drink, and you can publicize who's coming every single night of her appearance. And you will get a full packed house because of us. And they did, and she did, 
and Ella never had trouble getting booked in a high-class nightclub again. Yeah. There was a place in Denver. Marilyn happened to be there. Ella was performing. And uh, they were going to go in before Ella's performance. The press was there, but the place did not want Ella Fitzgerald to walk in the front door. And Marilyn Monroe turned to them and said, you've got two choices, kids. I walk in the front door arm and arm with Ella Fitzgerald, and that's your photo opportunity for publicity, or neither one of us walks in at all. Well, naturally, they let them in the front door. But Ella observed Mm -hmm. what Marilyn did. Ella never played Bediva, but Ella began to demand first-class travel and better arrangements and nicer dressing rooms. When I say arrangements, I don't mean musically. I mean arrangements, how she was treated in her personal appearances. She never was as forward as Marilyn was. She didn't cut through the way Marilyn did. But she made sure her representatives made sure that from that point forward she got first-class treatment because she observed the power Marilyn had and realized... And and this matured her as a human being. Mm-hmm. Aha! I can demand better treatment. And that's when Ella really also began to get involved with the civil rights movement. Okay, all right. Now I am in a position to open doors for other people. Now I'm in a position to support Dr. Martin Luther King. Now I can demand that other black performers, any place I play, also get treated the same way I do. There were lots of people who claim in their autobiographies they were the ones who kicked the doors in. Ella precedes most of them. Final question for now. What did you learn about Ella Fitzgerald that surprised you the most? Oh, good heavens. You know that nobody's ever asked me that question before? What I learned most about her probably that surprised me was her childhood. That... Uh, There's nothing in any of her publicity uh, other than, well, she was an orphan, and the original publicity said that Chick Webb adopted her until she became 18, which is horse hockey. The real story of what happened to her, uh, and it's a story of physical violence and rape and torture, literal torture. Uh, It's a story of living on the streets. It's a story of being literally unwashed, unfed, in tattered clothing. And look what she took from that and became this person where it's Ella and nobody else, or Ella and everybody else. That, it's heartbreaking. I can relate to it. Unfortunately, as a child, I was the recipient of some of that treatment. And... Maybe we're kindred spirits, she and I. Because on paper, Ella and I should have slashed our wrists years and years ago and been nothing. Instead, Ella chose life. Over and over, when she had adversity, you can choose to be a victim and lay back and cry, or you can choose to be a winner and live and push forward. And I've done that in my life as well. I don't often say this, but I'll say it for your broadcast. There was a period in my life where I had problems with alcohol and drugs. And April 1st, 
I will be clean and sober 29 years. Happy birthday. Thank you, sir. Nobody out there who's listening to my voice, if you don't want to drink anymore or drug anymore, you don't have to. And if you are being mistreated out there, you don't have to be. And Ella decided she didn't have to be. And I decided I didn't have to be. And that, to me, is the mark of a hero. Not me, Ella. Ella is a hero. Ella is a hero, a genius hero, who kicked doors down, pushed adversity aside, and said, no, I'm here, and I'm going to prevail. And if you're a genius and you say that, there is no choice other than to succeed. And look what she did with her life and the legacy that in in her later years she supported um, a children's center in Watts in Los Angeles with only her own personal money. Just Ella's money mm-hmm. supported the Center for Children. And today there is the Ella Fitzgerald Charitable Foundation. Look it up on your Internet and give money to it. All of my concerts around the country are benefits for them helping working-class people who are up against it. You've just lost your job. Your car just died. You can't afford your kid's tuition anymore, and it helps people. She always wanted to take what she got and helped others to grow the way she did. What a one! besides all that music, what a wonderful legacy. Ella, a biography of the legendary Ella Fitzgerald, is available in hardcover through Amazon.com and wherever books are sold online. Jeffrey Mark is also the host of Jeffrey Mark Plays Ella, a weekly podcast that celebrates the music of the First Lady of Song. Jeffrey Mark Plays Ella is available wherever you find podcasts. Jeffrey, thank you so much for joining us. I look forward to our next conversation. I do too, Ed. You're marvelous at what you do, and I cannot wait to be on again. We will play part two of our conversation with actor, director, screenwriter, and author Lou Antonio. All that more coming up in hour number two of TV Confidential. Stay with us. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty Group, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.